Please be seated. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, speak through me now. Speak to us now. Give us a fresh word, a word that will help us to grow, to stretch, to learn, and to seek you more passionately. Speak to us at our point of need. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Listen now for God's word to you. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When Mike and Sarah bought their first house, they were in their early 30s. They were married with no kids, but they were heading that direction. They had saved money, as young people do, for a down payment, but they had used all of that money to purchase the house, which means they had no money left over to furnish the house they just purchased. They had been living in a small apartment up to that point, and all they really had that they wanted to take with them anyway was a small table they had gotten from Mike's dad, those plastic stacking deck chairs you get from Walmart or Kmart, and a really old ratty dresser. That was it. Most of the rooms in their house, their big house, were empty. Now on weekends, they would go around looking for cheap furniture. They'd look at yard sales, at estate sales, and since they were living in Maine, they could visit barn auctions. Now, the one piece of furniture they really wanted above all else was a dining room table. They couldn't wait to have their friends over for dinner. The problem was they never had enough money to win at the barn auctions where you could get the really good stuff. Somebody would always outbid them. It was about then that Sarah discovered this little thing called eBay. Game on. Now, this was 1998, and eBay had just gone public, so people like Sarah were calling up on dial-up modems. Children, that's a modem, something that connects you to the World Wide Web, and the Facebook. Sorry, that was a <laughs> bad joke. Now, the first thing Sarah did when she logged into eBay was enter into the search box, dining room table, and suddenly, all these pictures of dining room tables appeared. It was like magic, and she was amazed. And it turns out that bidding on eBay was a lot like bidding at those barn auctions. Sarah would bid on a piece of furniture, 
and then slowly but surely lose out because somebody else had more cash. She could not compete. Well, one day, Sarah saw a listing for a round walnut table and two chairs. She clicked on the link. The starting bid was only $10. She got really excited. It was a nice table, the kind of table Sarah could see her kids and her friends, her family sitting around one day. There was a brief bidding war, and by some miracle, Sarah won the table and the chairs. She recalls it costing like 20 bucks. Mike remembers it costing more around 40. Either way, Sarah remembers clearly how smart she felt to have found eBay before anyone else. A penumbra, a penumbra is a space of partial illumination between the perfect shadow on all sides and the full light. It's a space where darkness and light kind of mingle and mix and meet. We, whether we know it or not, live in a penumbra. We live in a space between light and shadow, which means we never quite see the whole picture. We miss things. The light is just not bright enough or the darkness is just too strong. We live in a penumbra. The problem is we rarely live as if we do. For some reason, we live as if we have the capacity to see all things clearly, to grasp the whole picture, to comprehend all the possible angles. None of us like to admit when we are wrong or when we don't really understand something, or when we realize just how lost we actually are. Instead, we like to pretend that we know where we're going. I got this, kids. That we have our life, and our kids, and our partners under some kind of control. We like to pretend that we have any idea of what tomorrow's gonna bring. I don't know when it happened, but somewhere along the way, we convinced ourselves that we actually have the capacity to see things clearly. When Jesus came to give sight to the blind. Perhaps this is one of the reasons we all, whether we know it or not, struggle with confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports prior beliefs or values. Simply put, we see the facts that reinforce our pre-existing beliefs, and we are blind to the ones that challenge what we are certain to be true. This is why, for example, one of the reasons that many white people struggle to receive as truth the experiences of people of color around policing. It's not our experience of the police, so how could it possibly be their experience? And yet, according to our Commonwealth's new Community Policing Act, we now have data that shows that black drivers in Virginia are almost two times more likely than white drivers to be pulled over by police and three times more likely to have their vehicles searched once they are. It can be really hard to see things clearly, especially when we don't acknowledge all the ways our vision is blurry, blurred by our limited personal experience. 
We are all living and working and serving and loving in that space of partial illumination between the perfect shadow and the full light. Another way to say this is that despite our years of experience on this earth, or perhaps because of it, all of us are blind. Bartimaeus is the obvious person with a vision impairment in today's story from Mark, but a closer look at the text reveals that many in the crowd that day were really struggling to see clearly as well. Instead of helping a blind man find Jesus, they try to silence the guy. Instead of seeing this moment for what it is, a chance for Jesus to reveal who he is, they miss it. The crowd is blind to what is happening. They overlook the obvious. They see only what confirms what they already believe to be true. This guy, this blind man, is a sinner who has lost the right to see. Who is he to ask for mercy? They have forgotten, as we all do, that Jesus came to give sight to the blind. A few days after winning the bidding war on eBay, Sarah went out to her mailbox where she found a very small package crammed in. I'll let Sarah tell you what happened next. I'm sort of like, oh, what's this? I brought the box inside and I came into the kitchen and I opened up the box. And there in that tiny little box was my walnut table and two chairs, just as beautiful as they had been on eBay, yet they were two and a half inches high. We are all blind. We all live in a penumbra, in a state between total light and complete darkness. We never see the whole picture. We just miss things. Like the crowd, we only see a part of the picture. The light is just not bright enough, or sometimes the darkness is too strong, which is why we all need Jesus to help us see the whole picture, to help us see all the things we miss. Now, when they received dollhouse furniture for their dining room, Mike and Sarah didn't get defensive or angry or bitter. Instead, they saw their mistake born of blindness as a great opportunity to remind themselves and others that from time to time they were going to miss things. To reinforce this lesson, they did something extraordinary in its simplicity. In their big, empty dining room of their big, empty house, they set up their tiny, dull table with those tiny two chairs. That's how life works, right? We like to make it on our own. We like to act like we've got it all figured out. And all we end up doing is furnishing our lives with really tiny dollhouse furniture. I wonder what would happen if instead of hiding our mistakes born of blindness, I wonder what would happen if we put them on display right in the middle of our lives for all to see. How different would the world be, would the church be, would our lives be if we accepted our blindness, if we acknowledged that we are all living in a penumbra, in a space between the light and the dark where it can be really hard to see. After Mike and Sarah put that dollhouse table and chairs in the center of their dining room in their home, a funny thing started to happen. 
all their friends and family started buying them little doll dishes and little doll glasses. So that after a while, their dining room was fully furnished with the tiniest of treasures. Imagine if our lives were like that. The very symbols of our blindness transformed into the symbols of our faith. Our faith in the one who gives sight to the blind so that all might learn to see. We are all blind. We all miss things. We live in a penumbra between light and dark. But the good news is that Jesus, he sees us clearly. He loves us completely. And he invites us, even in our blindness, to see. Amen.